Welcome to Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Join on the phone. I have a new nickname for you. Uh, we're going to call you CRV. Um, wow. I have know, no idea what that is, but... That is uh, Cornrow Vance. Ah, uh, yes. You know, I took them out. Okay, so for anyone who follows Vance on uh, social media, he had a different hairdo. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, essentially, uh, I got cornrows for a couple of days. I lost a bet. Okay, let's let's hear about this bet. I don't know anything about it. Maybe I shouldn't even be asking. Well, it was a it was a fishing bet, so um, you know, essentially, I was out with clients. They said. Uh, I want to catch a four footer. And I said, well, that's really tough to do, you know, just on, on a whim, you know, if we get them here, you know, got a chance at them every week. Uh, but I felt confident enough to say, you know, get a four footer, I'll braid my hair. And, uh, a couple hours later that happened. So I like directly put my foot in my mouth. Okay. So wait, you were so inconfident that you would not catch a four footer that mm-hmm. you offered up cornrowed your hair. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like with the timing left, you know, in the day, uh, it probably wasn't going to happen. Um, isn't that I, like counterintuitive for like a guy that's like, yeah, we're not going to do it. So I'm going to offer, I'm going to bet against it. <laughs> well, you kind of bet against it and hope it happens. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make a bet, and it's just like superstitious, you know? Make a bet that's crazy, uh, and it sounds counterintuitive, but like in the back of my mind, I really want cornrows because I want to catch that big fish. But, you know, I'm like, it's probably not going to happen, you know? We only got a couple hours left. The bite's meh right now. We caught our fish for the day. It's the middle of the day. Nothing's happening. Uh, and then next thing you know, something happens. So I put a bet up against myself. And it came back and backfired. But it was good in the long run uh, because they were very happy and excited about this fish. But now I had to uh, be an honorable person. And, you know, follow through with this. So I, I got my hair braided. Okay. I got a lot of questions about all this. So who did the braiding? Local salon friend of mine. Uh, and, uh, you know, I did took her five minutes. She's a local up here. I said, Hey, can you come and do this? I, Told her, told her what was going on, and uh, she said, yeah, no problem. Okay, so my sister had those done when she was fighting. Uh-huh. And she said that initially it kind of was uncomfortable because they were tight and they kind of pulled on your scalp. They absolutely do. But yeah. after like a week, they're not bad. No, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, um, it, 
it didn't pull like too hard on me, but, uh, you know, I had to take a bit, it, it got annoying. Like after three days, I did two charters with them in, um, and I had to send a picture, uh, to the client showing, uh, that I did in fact, uh, follow through with my end of the deal. And, um, it was all good, you know, but I took him out. I took him out two days ago and it felt like I was a new person. When, when, when you took him out now, would you just like, I don't know, undo a rubber band in the back and just start working them? Yeah. I actually had my, uh, my wife do it. Um, who was very much in shock that you uh, had it done. Yeah. So that what this was like, she drives up and she's like, hi, how or what did you do? Was it like one of those? Did she not know about it? She had no idea about it. Yeah. And, and I was like playing along with it, you know, like, so what are you her, talking it, about? This has always been my hair. I'm like, what, what are you looking at me weird for? <laughs> the thing was like, I had to, uh, it was my like mother's birthday and, um, she's like really, likes that clean shaven look and I've had this beard and like long straggly hair all season just because it kind of hit when um, COVID happened and all that stuff. Um, You know, so I haven't really been able to uh, upkeep on what I look like uh, traditionally. And um, so it was really fun to FaceTime uh, my mother and also have those in. She was pretty, maybe one of her, the worst birthday gifts she's ever had. Well, that's very thoughtful of her. I mean, because it is, it is, <laughs> uh, it, it is so difficult to, uh, just shave off that horribly long beard that you had and just buzz your head knowing that we can't, there's only a couple people that can pull off the bald look, and that's uh, you and Michael Jordan. <laughs> and we know which one uh, makes more money. And that's oh, probably gosh. the reason that I look so great. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is like pulling off the bald head, I really have no plan B. It's either look really hideous or just shave it right down, which uh, I, I did tonight, actually, if you want to know you know, how I my hygiene look really hideous it is my um it's just the way you know i'm i can't change it so i don't really put too much thought into it uh a full head of hair was something i had when i was six and seven not when i was 17 and on um so i just don't care plus it's a lot less maintenance which makes things a lot simpler um in the long term but it was just funny because I had no idea you did the cornrows until my wife goes, did Vance get his hair braided? And I'm like, well, apparently so. <laughs> That's the story behind it. It was, yeah, counterintuitive. You don't want your guy to be like, yeah, we're not going to catch one of those. But I was working the plan. Okay, but is this similar to like your rationale is, so your team is down by two points or something like that, and they got the kicker on the field, and you're like, if I watch this game, the fact that my eyes are hitting the television, adding energy is going to make him miss. 
So you like leave the room or shut the TV off. Is that kind of like the same thing? Is that you feel so, yes. that that has an outcome? Like really the fact that braids were going to be in your hair affected the, the fish to bite? Absolutely. You know, superstitious stuff. Just like, just like I explained. Okay. I was pretty, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a 47. How how no, big was, was it? How big was it really? Forty eight and a half. Well, there's no denying the half. Yeah, it was over it, and I was like, "Ah, man." So, do you? I mean, I, what the saying is, like with superstition, it's only stupid if it doesn't work. Do you feel that it yeah. works? I think sometimes superstition can will you to believe in something that is not there, but helps you perform better. Okay. We might use this for on the, on the topic that we have. I've been trying not to make it seem so obvious. I'm texting gear man right now. And he, he called that if anyone heard the, uh, the call waiting sound, uh, that was gear man calling, but I couldn't just stop and, answer the phone because he had no idea I invited him on to sit in. Um, who knows? We might be able to snake him on. We're going to see. Uh, yeah, but good. Let's get through these plugs, shall we? This show is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky products. Uh, FatAZMusky.com is the website. You can uh, find us on the two major social media outlets, which are Facebook and Instagram. And I have not posted anything recently on Facebook um, I'm just trying to keep my head above water, so to speak, and uh, adding any more attention could uh, could make me drown, and I don't want that to happen quite yet. Uh, so, with that being said, the Bates, uh, look at Musky Tackle Online. He should have his stuff. Everything should be ready to rock there on his end. Uh, he has some stingers. Uh, Team Rhino Outdoors, I have not gotten in touch, and I don't know inventory, but look there. There might be some exclusive colors left over um, from that big giant order we did last year, I believe. And um, I'm trying to think. Like, it's just same old, same old. You know, if you got a boat, you want it set up, I'm talking to people daily. A lot more Canadians have been reaching out in probably the last two months or so. So, you know, we do ship to Canada. I, I do ask um, to kind of contact me direct because the website is not set up for international shipping. So we have other ways around that. It's 100% secure. It is through PayPal. And you do not need an account to uh, be able to finish the transaction. So uh, even if you're across the border, we can get you your stuff. Uh, if anyone's listening from Canada who's interested, a common question is how soon can we get them across the border? I've had some people get them in as little as four days. Uh, I recently had someone go over three weeks. Uh, once it leaves, once the post office takes the box from me, it's out of my control. I do have tracking numbers with everything, and I've seen it just literally hung up in customs for a long time, two-plus weeks. Uh, I don't know what goes on there. I'm sure that there it's a longer delay time with uh, how everything is, but... I assure you it's shipped and I can't do much. I can't call anyone. It's out of my hands. But uh, if you have something, some kind of time frame thing, 
plan accordingly is more or less what I'm trying to get across. So that's enough from AZ. Let's hear Muddy Creek and go long as I'm going to try to line up Gearman to join. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Give us a call. Uh, we may have cancellations. Uh, we could get you in late summer, early early fall coming up here. Um, I know Todd recently had some cancellations, so give us a call if you want to come up on uh, Chautauqua Lake. Um, I'm booked solid uh, until that second week in November. I did fill some of the days, but I'm looking to fill November 9th and 10th here on Chautauqua Lake. And it's a Monday and a Tuesday. Uh, reach out. Give us a call if you want to pick up those dates to, to go on a giant hunt uh, up here at Chautauqua. Um, furthermore, do you, do you feel that, that, that giant so, hunt, do you feel that you tend to catch bigger fish in the fall than you do during the summer? Just, just a little bit. Are you bad, talking, you know, I was going to say, is that girth or length? It's weight, you know, it's weight. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no doubt they put on a little extra weight coming into October and in November. November last year was absolutely ridiculous with the size of the fish, weight of the fish that we were catching. Um, and uh, it was a blessing to be able to fish that late. We had a really nice November and kind of like a really cold and windy October, but uh, the November fishing was fantastic last year. They're in there, you know. It's just, will Mother Nature let you fish for them? Um, are we going to have a completely snowed out November? Uh, if that's the case, then I'm probably not going to go past the first two weeks. But if I can fish... Uh, all the way up into hunting season, I will. And that's what I did last year. And, and they were certainly fatter. And, um, you know, that's when we caught, a, you know, one that was over 40 pounds. It was it was awesome. And we were getting, you know, long fish every day that were over 30 pounds. So it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. November's an interesting month. And it, it, it is a uh, chance to get um, a Chautauqua, uh, a very special Chautauqua fish. So nice. give us a call. And if you come out and uh, fish with us, you'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Big shout out, Ranger Boats in Flippin, Arkansas. If you're looking for a Ranger boat, look no further than Vic's Marine and Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Give Vic's a call. Um, with all outdoor things, Production is slow. Demand is high. So if you are looking for something outside of the showroom, put your order in soon uh, for for 2021 for that boat to come in because, like I said, production is high uh, and or production is low and demand is high. So to so check them out, they have uh, StarCraft, Star Welds, um, Triton boats now, and a used inventory, um, and of course, the Ranger boats. Check them out for service um, and all that good stuff. Good people. Uh, big shout out to St. Croix Rods for uh, sponsoring this show and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. I'm currently in the works with them to uh, to get us a little sweeter of a deal, but uh, that is only because we want to use them uh, all the time out here because they are our most reliable uh, rod. 
at least that I've ever used. I know Todd feels the same way. So uh, check them out. Give them a fair shake. Uh, we love their trolling rods. We love their casting rods. It's all it's all good. So uh, that's it for me. That's it for you. All right. We usually save this plug for last, and it's no different this time. It is Muskies, Inc. Uh, I got the email from our local chapter. They're going to be attempting to do another tournament. Um, I think like the last few got canceled. This one's on the Allegheny River, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like normal, I will not be attending. It is um, just not what I tend to do, but I am on the mailing list. It is a cool little thing that they have is, you know, the local tournaments. All the little local chapters have that. It's a cool little thing that they got. And, you know, I know New York, they had that tournament trail. That was... That was unique, and I, I really liked it. Um, they they had a couple chapters kind of all uh, working together that was that would you know essentially keep the stats. It'd be like just like a mini PMTT more or less, but it's not the PMTT. It's Muskie's Inc. And you know those those chapters work well together. You know I know Pennsylvania they had they usually hold a tournament and you know, Chautauqua Lake, which is in New York. So, you know, stuff isn't limited. There's an imagination that you can, you know, kind of put in and you can get some stuff working together. If you want to be an active member in your club, you can be more like, you know, I'm going to pick on myself, myself. I'm not really visible when it comes to the club stuff. Um, You know, I show my support and, you know, we give generously. Uh, It it does go to uh, very good causes, as we've talked about a lot. Uh, that is like more the business end, but you know, the fun stuff, you get the magazine, uh, access to the lunch log, uh, the calendar, all this stuff is fun and for 45 bucks, come on. Oh, you owe it to the fish. If you're out there chasing them and you're buying all these baits and rods and reels and boats and all this other stuff, it's really nothing to get another publication. There's only really two magazines out there and this one comes with a whole bunch of frills with it so uh be a part of the greater voice in musky fishing and join muskies inc all right another announcement i got oh geez it's gone i gotta scroll through and find this thing again but um coming up here soon i believe it is the 26th of september let me find my little plug sheet here this is how good a prep i've done Family Fishing Derby. It's the Fall Family Fishing Derby. Saturday, September 26th at Caesar Creek State Park, Waynesville, Ohio. One-day event, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Register at Fish Donkey. It is hosted by the Bible Baptist Church of Wilmington, Ohio. If you need more information, go to bbcwilmington.org or call Matt Richardson, 937-369-5285. Has some pretty nice sponsors for muskies. There is a muskie division. This is not a muskie-only fishing derby. Uh, extreme muskie lures. Lungeon lures. BNN Customs. Central Ohio Chapter of Muskies, Inc. So check that out. It's coming up. We have now entered the Burr months. September, October, November, December. My favorite months of the year. Uh, we are mm, less than four weeks away from having that. Uh, fall family fishing derby. So if you're in the area, try to attend. All right. 
Well done on the burr months. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Burr. <laughs> so Gear Man completely went silent on me. I was I was texting him and stuff. I uh when I could finally break free and let Vance do the long winded plugs. He I have like four texts to him and he completely shut me off, so um, I'm gonna well, say he was, have, he was having difficulty that last time getting a phone. Yeah, I want to hope by by now that in the area that he lives that oh, I got three little dots coming up. Let's see what he does. If he screws us on this, we're gonna say we don't need him. Um, but I had some uh, some things I wanted to kind of start off with. Oh, I almost want to do a little contest. Um, okay. What? He's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this because no one really knows how to get a hold of him. Sorry, tucking girls in. Run without me. That's what he just said. I can't believe it. We're a little strung out to dry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, completely unannounced. I'm gonna give a, a short story, and uh, there are some people who are ineligible for this giveaway. So, on Saturday, I don't know, what is it, four days ago, we, uh, my family made a trip. We uh, went to a small, like, I don't even know, if, I, I don't even, area of attraction, I guess, uh, near Chautauqua Lake called Panama Rocks. Vance, have you ever heard of that? I've been there, yeah. Okay. Fun little hike in the woods, yeah. Yeah. And... For the kids, it, it's a good time. I am, I don't know how big it is, but there's a lot of rock outcroppings that seem very out of place in our area with crevices, I mean, big, deep crevices and cliffs and caves and what have you. And uh, part of our little mini vacation that we did was uh, my wife wanted us to then go to uh, this one restaurant that we ate at last year that's on Chautauqua Lake. And I didn't tell Vance, I didn't tell Todd. We just went up there and I'm like, we're not going to make it to this restaurant. Well, we ended up making it to the restaurant. And as we're sitting there in the 100 mile an hour wind gusts that were blowing, I could see a very prominent structure that anyone who fishes this lake should know what it is. And it's the, the bridge that goes over that narrowest part. And I took a photo of it. And I knew Vance would be out. So I texted it to Vance with like really nothing being said. And you immediately picked up what it was and kind of like was wondering where we were at. You told us that you were near it. And while I was still trying to kind of watch the kids and get food and not have everything blow away and there's squirrels everywhere that seemed to be waiting to eat our food, um, I saw you go underneath the bridge and kind of make it very close to us and uh, it, it took, it took several texts back and forth, but we, uh, you finally found where we were at and, uh, I did. you know, the, the general over-exaggerated waves were exchanged uh-huh. and then, um, someone felt compelled to do something and that mm-hmm. someone was Vance and the, the contest is going to be <clears throat> there. He he did something, and I want to know what he did. First person, you get one guess each. So you guess, and it's wrong. You don't get a second guess. 
Um, the hint, you know, you got to you got to tell me what he did, and it would help if you if you had a clue. And this clue is going to be pretty obvious for for the people of uh, our age bracket. The your clue. Oh, sure. Your clue is this. Get ready. P.D. Pablo. That's the clue. Very nice. And uh, first person to get it right, only one one correct answer is going to be uh, only one winner, and I'll send out a mystery bait. So right there. I like it. <clears throat> kind of fun. Oh, that was awesome. That was fantastic to see you. <laughs> I was very excited. Yeah, you you very much were, and I want to talk more about it, but I just I need to leave it at what it was because it seemed like a fire drill in your boat. At oh, least yeah. at least but, from from the uh, from the picnic table that I was sitting at. There's a lot of bodies around. There, there absolutely was. <laughs> there were so <laughs> and and. Where this event took place was far enough away that the any spectators who would have seen this wouldn't like they they couldn't look left or right and find out who this was directed at. So there was a lot of probably question marks sitting above people's heads, but it was uh, it was kind of it was funny. But okay. We're 25 minutes into this and we haven't even really hit anything because we got screwed by Gear Man. Okay. I like to, I like to uh, do crazy things in front of your family. Yes. Yes, you do. See if I can get a. I texted. I said, Did, did you see that? And you said, Yes. <laughs> Everyone <I> did. Just, <laughs> everyone did. And I was like, Did it get a laugh? You, you didn't like answer initially, so I was like, "Oh crap!" Well, it's it's funny because yeah, I mean they laughed and, and and stuff like that, but on on things like that, sometimes an awkward silence adds adds to the fun of it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, then you take the next fifteen or twenty minutes, like, man, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a slow great. burn on that. Mm-hmm. Well played. Okay, uh, we kind of we kind of had a uh, topic uh, because th- this week's in, in is all jumbled up with just the events uh, coming up here soon. So we're not obviously uh, recording on our normal day, and uh, we scrambled and got shot down live on the air. And um, anyways, Absolutely. and God knows where the health thought is. Who knows? May God be with his soul. <laughs> Todd the God. So I'm not. I'm not even. I was gonna say I'm not going there. Anyways, uh, stickers on helmets. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk about something. Let's talk about something and. I was thinking about, you know, like you ever just like kind of fall off, you just like random thoughts pop into your head and you start like playing around with stuff and all of a sudden like it actually becomes a coherent topic that you could talk about. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, 
you see some of the stuff that these panoptic stuff was is pulling up, and the images are insane. With, and and, and it's only going to get better. I mean, don't be silly and think that you have the best and it's never going to get any better. Because I thought the same thing too when I bought uh, my HDS seven Gen two with the HD side imaging which was like the next step up from the side imaging that the initial one that Lawrence had. And it was great. And I'm like, it ain't getting any better than this. I've got it. And guess what? It's, it's nothing. It's old. And the transducers now are the size of a, you know, ballpoint pen tip. And compared to that five mile long football that I had out the back and, you know, but it, it don't fool yourself. It's only going to get better. And, you know, some of the neat stuff that you've seen with people casting and jigging. And I'm like, man, not that I'm not sitting. This is not coming from a place of you shouldn't do this because of that. Because in every aspect of outdoor activities, when it, you know, that involves pretty much nature. um, The technology people make will continue to march towards a gray area of what could be considered cheating. And I'm not one, I'm not one to, to, you know, cast anything like that. I mean, trust me, I hunt with a crossbow out of big giant elevated blinds that if needed, we can put heaters in. Um, but I've also sat 13 hours in a lock on stand 20 feet up in the air and just like, just lived with the suck. Um, it's your own game, play it how you want. But, you know, let I just felt it would be kind of a cool little thing to to discuss, like cheating, or what cheating. you feel is cheating. Mm-hmm. And believe me, in the game of musky fishing, cheating is legal unless you're in a tournament. Um, Which still happens. It happens more often than sometimes we'd like to think. But you know, so okay, so a person could make an argument. Oh, look at that. You got an X amount of dollar boat there. It's shiny and sparkly with a big giant room on the back of it. You got, you know, whatever, $5,000 of super custom rods and baits that, you know, Jesus himself carved because he was a carpenter. And, (laughs) you know, all this crazy stuff. And you go out and pick pick a numbers lake and you catch up a huge amount of numbers. There's going to be people that are like, you cheated. That don't count. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vance, you even had those, what was it? Two years ago, last year or something, two years ago, the guy that's like, yo, you cheat and all that stuff. And then you went out with Lori and got that big one. Oh my God. Yeah. That guy. And the point of this is not to point blame and do anything to anybody, but do you ever like think to yourself, like, Man, I'm I'm flirting with what I consider to be cheating on some of this stuff. Trolling multiple lines. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said earlier, shipping a lot of stuff into Canada. These the Canadians. I, I can only do one one or so. You're you're shipping mu- multiple of our rod holders to Canada. Yeah. So, like, let's and, just and say, let's just take it for face value. It's going to one person. Now there might be a buddy involved in this order that let's just say they ordered six and you're like it's going to canada 
we know that it's one rod per person there, two max on very, very small areas of water. Um, what the heck would he, they need six rod holders for? Yeah, the way I'm seeing it is like two rod holders per boat, maybe three. Maybe. So, like, when I get an eight rod holder order for a guy in the States, I'm like, this guy's rocking it. And, 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 the, and the Canadian orders tend to be smaller. So I start, I, I, kind of that's what sparked this whole thing is like, man, is it cheating to troll with more than one rod? Legally or just? No, I mean, I, th- let's not even kind of, the, the leg- legality parts of this is irrelevant at this point. Let's just say, is it is it cheating? I mean, and I, I know we can always go back to, well, is it legal? I don't care about that. I'm just trying to have a fun little thing about mentally where do you fall on your practices that might not fall on someone else's radar is cheating. Yeah, I, I I get where you're going with it. Is it cheating? Say somebody appears in a time machine right now, it's from 1900, and they appear right in my boat right now. Boom. Big giant single wheeled, big front wheel bicycle sitting there, handlebar mm-hmm. mustache. One of those fake white wig thingies that you might see a president wear. Yes, wooden teeth. Or or great great Britain, excuse me. Um, yeah. So now this guy sees big gear ratios, big leaders, long rods, multiple. And I'm just you've got an internal I'm, combustion engine. Yeah. After he gets back from all that shell shock, and I'm like, dude, you're from the past. Like, this is the future. This is right now. This is crazy. I'm like, we're just fishing. What? That's not we're fishing. No. He's like, well, why? Why are you using more than one rod? Isn't it? Why would you want to catch a fish without holding it in your hand the entire time you know, and feeling? being one with the water and I'm like oh man like you know things have changed yeah and he, he would be right at home because he's used to rowing a boat with with a madam holding a big giant umbrella that that's literally a half a sphere and you got one on your whole boat yeah absolutely so like I mean to him you would be cheating one. but like do you ever like think to yourself like Hey, here's, this. Here's what I can. Here's what I can relate it to. Hey, this seems. This is this is over the top. I'm using way too much stuff and way too high tech to catch these fish. Is it cheating at points? Yeah, it feels like it. Um, but sometimes they're still muskies. It feels like it's more job oriented at this at this moment in my life. Uh, to run these big spreads, you know, and it's just come, it's just like riding a bike. It's what comes natural. It's what you do. But there is this kind of um, like an epiphany that I experience when it comes down to just casting or when I do hop the border when that is allowed and use one rod, you kind of feel like you're touching on some type of novelty or nostalgia tradition 
when you go into those Canadian waters or on a water where it's really only legal to use one and which forces me only to use one, it kind of makes it feel more man versus fish, that uh, Hemingway uh, novel that's so popular. Um, Old Man in the Sea. Old Man in the Sea. It's like that. You know, hand lining. There is like, there is a, a good feeling you get and in a sense of accomplishment uh, when it's like that. So yeah, running a big spread at points and where technology's coming. If it's just me out there and I'm trolling alone, generally I'd be casting, but just say that. Yeah. It does kind of feel like cheating. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm sitting here struggling for what should be the baseline for you know, for me, I'm not speaking for anyone else because I don't really give a crap um, uh, how you catch the fish. If if that's how you get excited about it, great. And I almost was sitting here wondering, like, how can you quantifiably put a like a definition to cheating? And it would the best that I could come up with would be. If the method of take was more efficient than the reproductiveness of the resource. So if you were to keep every fish, how how long would it take for that resource to be depleted to where it's not sustainable? And any progress towards being unsustainable would almost be like a cheating method. So if you went out there and you didn't throw any back, I would think that in five years, everyone doing it would just crush the resource. It would have to. Yeah. And... Are you are you talking about muskies only right now? I'm I'm just I'm, I want to I want to keep it muskies obviously, but yeah. Um, but I guess the great equalizer in all this is the fact that ninety nine out of a hundred muskies get thrown back, and whether they live or not, yeah, that's that's the way things go. Nothing lives forever, um, but that's able to sustain. Now, granted, you know the argument could be made for stocking and all, you know, all this other stuff, but there'll come a point to where there's not even enough to sustain stocking. So mm-hmm. while you can artificially inflate the numbers, you you can eventually you run out of gas on that vehicle. But so I guess with that is like okay, so then where where would you put the line if every muskie you caught every muskie you that kept. entered your boat you kept for you personally, where do you think you'd have to roll back to, revert back to? Oh, God. I would say you'd have to have something like a Pennsylvania rifle season uh, for muskies. You know, one so, week. So you, you, would con- you would control it through seasons, not... Uh, uh, regulations on tackle. Yeah, because if I was keeping every single one, 
even if it was just one run, like you like you touched on, you would deplete that. They just don't grow on trees, you know what I'm saying? So you would deplete the population immensely. You would crush it. Uh, and especially if I was doing it every day and we kept a muskie a day or five muskies every day or freaking even when we had have double-digit days, I mean, that would be terrible. So at that point... So I, I just thought it was really curious. Gets my, this gets my wheels turning, like, Oh, oh man! Um, I keep going back to saying, just don't fish, don't fish, don't fish, don't fish. Yeah, but you're you're mind. still going to fish. But I I thought it was interesting that you would legislate it with seasons. While I would almost yeah. say something like it's going to be one rod per boat, like total. Yeah. <laughs> you have a single rod out. <laughs> <laughs> one rod per boat. Uh yeah, but when you put it that way, of when you're keeping everything, kept every muskie you caught, and especially on a lake like right now in the golden times of fishing on Lake St. Clair or uh, here on Chautauqua or even that lake, I think it was called like Spirit Lake that they just did the PMTT on. Did you see those numbers? Yeah, I think the winning team, like on day one, had nine. Had nine, yeah. It was over on the first day. Um, and if you did something like that to those lakes, kept every one, you would start, I mean, it, it only makes your mind drift and be in fish form then, you know, then I would put instead of one rod, if you were keeping every single muskie that was the rule or whatever i would go down and to just say like look you can fish for these things balls out but it's like rifle season you can only you can do it for one week and i would i would compare it to antlered deer or antlered anything because it is you know, the apex out there, it's something that's hunted. It's something that you want, you know, a muskie. Uh, and if you get to keep everyone, I'd be like, yeah, you got two weeks to do it this year. Here's your two weeks. Buy your tags, buy your license. And uh, that's how you would, that's how I would feel like it's not necessarily cheating, but uh, okay, you know, to, to keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just, just I mean, not 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 good. Yeah, for me, I wouldn't change a thing. Me speaking personally, I am no threat to that population. That is very true. Yeah, that's very true. But um, let's like go back to cheating. You know, with uh, things that are continuing to develop and. I'm sure those big companies, you can think of the big three now that Garmin has got into, uh, got into the, the graphs. And we were just talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. A Garmin was like something your parents would buy and it freaking stuck on the windshield of your car and told you where to go. That was a That's hot thing I, for about eight years. Yeah. 
every car at like at a like at any attraction point mm-hmm. had those things stuck there. Oh my god. And they were they were terrible. <laughs> they were better than paper maps, I can tell you that. I mean they were be- <laughs> they were better than paper maps, but like God, they were terrible. So like you had paper maps and atlases and globes and sextans and stuff like that prior to this. And then, and then, and then you had like the hot thing. Remember, for all those years, was the map quest? You'd hop on map quest, and you would oh print gosh, out directions, like five pages. And and you're like, this is great. Do you know how much better this is than trying to like decipher maps? And then all of a sudden, like the first, I think it was the first time I ran a Garmin in the car, two thousand and six. And it completely changed my life. Yeah. And and now I I don't even know if they sell them anymore because your phone does it with real live traffic updates. They still sell them. And I don't know how they do it because everybody has like Google Maps on their phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's even like when you go to buy a new car, they're like, you know, you get this screen and you get a navigation system. I'm like, I do not want that at all because of how horrible those garments were. Yeah. If possible, make a U-turn and you'd be like right there. And you're like, you know, this thing is wrong. Redirecting, recalculating. Just like, ah. but Michael, <laughs> turn right now, and he goes right into the pond. <laughs> no. no, we have to listen to the computer, and he drives into a lake. <laughs> but you know, the, the the evolution is just it's it's incredibly fast. You know, like you were talking the big three. I'll let you finish your your thought. Lawrence, Hummingbird, and Garmin. Lawrence Hummingbird and Garmin. I'm sure there's things going on behind the scenes, even during this uh, pandemic or whatever, where the next one, the next couple, are already ready for production. They have their five year plan, uh, you know, done, mapped out. They're ready to go, and who knows what it's going to look like? You know, it already looks like a video game, but I. I I'm certain that the technology is already there. It just has not hit the market yet. Uh, I can tell you this. Something that is not cheating is dropping one of them fish-shaped cameras down and looking at a a, a, a cathode ray tube TV screen (laughs) (laughs) and putting the sunshade up and looking at it. That that is not cheating. It's fun while ice fishing. It's just that it's fun, but when the people, I remember seeing like professional anglers at tournaments and stuff. Like we're dropping down the aqua view, and they, brrr, and they drop it. You can see like seven or eight inches, and you're like, "Yep, there's no fish here," and it's all cloudy with it's particles floating in, in the screen because they they dropped it too hard onto the onto the sand shore. Or onto the sand bottom. Yeah, or you drop into a big clump of weeds, and you're like, yep, <laughs> there's weeds here, as indicated on the camera and the surface and on my bait. Triple checked. <laughs> <laughs> this is let's the weeds. Even, let's get an even closer look. I'm not I'm not so sure yet. <laughs> and then drop the aqua view down there. 
Yeah, that that's... is not cheating because it just isn't. So the aquaview is terrible. <laughs> I love it ice fishing. When I would go ice fishing, it was a hoot to have mm-hmm. that down there, and you watch your little jig and watch the bluegill and whatever else come up to it because it's like the only way you can stay halfway engaged, um, at least in our area. I mean, there are people that live on the ice in the in the upper Midwest and stuff, but it's just not a thing that happens every year here. But uh, yeah. anyways, <laughs> so Aquaview is not cheating. So we can cross that off the list. That is a hindrance because you're wasting time <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> that goes in the fish's favor. So yeah. Score one it's for the muskies. <laughs> yeah, score one for the aquatic system down there. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheating if it doesn't work. okay but you know a a thing that we could just talk about right now this this pan optics live imaging thing i've been kicking the tires on it if i want to get one do i necessarily need one no i don't not for the lake that i fish on and not for how long i've been doing it Will, will it get me a fish one day maybe but i'm still confident enough that i can get a bite now, I've had people on my boat that have this system. There's port- They have it portable systems. They have it rigged onto their boat, whatever it is. And they will show me videos via their cell phone while somebody else is fishing. And you will literally see these fish come up and hit. And you will be able to tell what species it is. And you will be able to tell at an instant when that fish hits and when to set the hook. Um, is that cheating? Man, I don't know. I mean, that's that's tough because it's it's a neat angle. But I'm going to say most of the time you're going to catch that fish anyway. Maybe. I mean, they're pulling up on these spots, and they can see the damn thing. It's it's just... well that, that that makes it different. Like if you're just watching it while you're you know pulling up and down a hunk of rubber, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, there's a fish. This is cool. Get out the phone, and you dance in front of it. Yeah, he might you might get a fish to turn and might not normally hit. You wiggle it the right way because you're watching it react. That I, mm-hmm. I can see it turning on that. But if you're using it to locate fish, and then you go over to him and catch him. You know, I guess one could make the argument is that you bought that fish. Absolutely. You bought that fish via purchasing the unit. Be like hunting a high fence deer, uh, 200 in on a one acre plot. You, you buy the deer. Um, it's still it's still yours for the photo. It's still yours to be happy so about. You can absolutely do that. Is it cheating? Eh, I don't. I'm, no, not really. Not not for that high fence deer. Fishing's a little bit different, right? I think so. Uh, especially if you're using it in, in that that style of uh, seeking out the fish first and then putting a bait down on it. And, you know, you can do that in trout. No one really gives a hell about trout. You can sight. I mean, I've sight fished for trout before. 
I think anybody that's experienced a opening day of trout, you know, has done that in holes and, and things like that. But uh, muskies is a little bit different. Um, what I've noticed is the best, the most detail for these units is during, uh, during casting and more uh, specifically is jigging. Mm-hmm. Jigging and casting these things uh, are really, really picking picking up the fish are not here or they are or they're 20 feet over there go get them uh and also it's 10 feet down Mm -hmm. you know it's right there is is that cheating i don't think it's cheating you know i think it's more like a video game and you're purchasing the fish at that point and if you want to do it that way i say go ahead you know now, if these things get, obviously, these units aren't banned in tournaments. Which, if the effectiveness is going to go to the point to where they are, I mean, tournaments, I don't know if, I don't follow a lot of other tournament trails, but like a walleye trail, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to bring in whatever, three, five, six, 10 fish or whatever for your day's catch. Yeah. Biggest weight, whatever. I'm not sure if that's going to really do much for walleye guys. You might be able to locate some fish. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the bass guys. You know, what's the difference between a 18 inch bass and a 24 inch bass? Well, it's obviously six inches, but are you going to be able to pick up that much detail on something? You know, when you're dealing with an average of a 20 inch fish, compared to a small fish of a muskie is a 30 versus a 50. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to a span of 20 inches versus six. Mm-hmm. You literally might be able to seek out, you know, like, like a lot of the big deer hunters out there that say you want to shoot a big buck, hunt less, scout more. That That's, right. how, that's how you're going to do it. So you can now take the tournament to where your pre-fishing might not even be to catch that fish. Like, you know, because that was always the thing was like, we really don't want to catch them. We just want to see them and know that they're here. Oh, God, that was everybody's crotch, right? Because you you don't, you know, like, ah, oh, if that fish has sore lips, he's not going to eat tomorrow. Yeah. But if you can go in there and scan them up and then come back in 12 hours or 18 hours, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you drop the waypoints, which is another thing that, like, you know, the GPS, that was like another big turning point for me when I went from graphs to a combo GPS, whatever combo. And it's like, this is great. I can see where I caught a fish before or mm-hmm. mark something of interest. Mm-hmm. You go and mark these fish. There's nothing saying that that fish is going to be there tomorrow, but mm-hmm. it had structure that held a fish. Mm-hmm. You do that enough times, you're going to be able to, you know, maybe like what Todd says, you know, remember when he would say something, if you give me a hundred casts to catch a fish, I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You go fish a tournament. I'm going to cast a hundred times today. I'm going to sit on the bimini. I'm going to wait for a major or a minor on the moon or a weather front or something. And I'm going to go hit these spots because I, I marked a big fish there yesterday. Yeah. At that point, you know, you touched you touched on inches. I don't really know if you can pick 
pick up the walleye or the bass or that big of fish because usually they're like schooling fish now obviously you'll be able to see crappies and beds and uh you know schools of walleye and stuff like that and then once you get into that that style is that species you know it's once you're on that school it's kind of hard to work your way to the big ones uh that's in that school Uh, just like you know, you, you mark big, big walleye arcs on Lake Erie or something like that. It's like, yeah, there's there's the fish. I really don't know how big it's going to be um, or if I'm going to get that the biggest fish out of that pack on this pass. But you go and do this for muskies. You, they're not really schooling. They're going to be in areas more often. You know, they're going to be in certain areas more than others in lakes. Um, and I really do think you can pinpoint a larger fish, especially when it's singled out, uh, on this unit now. So again, is that cheating in the tournament sense? I still, I still don't think it is. I think it's like a video game again, you're buying it, but with the technology, of us just being able to do this right now, anybody can go and do it. If they want to spend the money on this and go and buy it, they can do this tomorrow. Um, where's the ceiling? Do we go, is it, is it going to be as good as Panoptic is plus a hybrid of Aqua view? You know, I, I can see a digital map, like a video image completely composed of digital feedback from a sonar Mm -hmm. to be, I mean, anyone that's sat in on a sonogram of a baby and a tummy, if you Mm kind of get an idea of what you're looking at there, like, yes, I can see a face. I can see fingers. Mm -hmm. Some people look at it like, I don't understand what it is. But once you get like the, the, the layering map differentiation in your brain, you can see that stuff. I think when the time comes that a team can go into a musky tournament and literally sweep the series and they can attribute it back to running electronics. And I, I'm not picking on just pan optics because I think it's that they're going to all, it's a race now. Mm-hmm. They're all going to, with using this higher end sonar stuff, I can see it just getting to the point to where, it's no longer your knowledge of when and where and how to work a bait. It's how good can I run the computer? Yes. And when that happens, I think it's going to be the end of that. You know, it's either going to be like, Hey, you can't use this stuff or it's just going to be, yeah, whatever. It's fair game. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And, and then at that point, like the old ways are, are going away. Mm-hmm. The old ways, which are like today, right now, what is going out and using sonar and maps and side imaging and casting a structure uh, during majors and minors, like you said, uh, those will then disappear. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's let's go back. I know they didn't have to to your handlebar mustache friend from 1900. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just say they had a musky tournament down there. 
mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you 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 talk to him. He was on your boat for a while, and you're like, "Hey, come on back," and you guys hop on his big one wheeled bicycle, uh, dragging mm-hmm. your boat, and you go mm-hmm. back there, and you're like, "All right, let's do this." Even though you don't know their water, there's a really good chance every single time you're going to smoke them. Mm-hmm. Just because of the technology advantage. Absolutely. Even even just something as simple as having the rod that I do, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, breaking it all down. I mean, even... Does the boat catch the fish? No. I will never argue the fact that you can have... And I've seen it. Amish people in essentially canoes five, six miles out on Lake Erie catching walleye. Absolutely. I've seen it. Does the mm-hmm. boat catch the fish? No. Does it help? It sure can in some situations. Mm-hmm. It surely can help. And then at that point, it goes into buying a fish. But you also kind of have to know when and where to be somewhere at the same time to put your boat in that right place. Um, Absolutely that, but I'm even coming to back to like, you know, the rod stiffness, the reels that we have and being able to set the hooks and drive them home, you know, yeah, the fishing line, that's, all this stuff. That's a, that's a huge advantage where people would be like, what the heck, you know, what is this stuff? Yeah, this, space age polymer. This is cheating. You know, this guy's, He's, you know, the blue coats. He's he would get him out of here. He's an informant for Britain. Treason. <laughs> I'm sure he wrote Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> um, but you know, so just about everything that we have now that we accept, you scroll back not long ago. And you could have the conversation of what we're having right now with on the verge of the electronics. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you you take uh, an angler at the top of their game right now with the equipment they have. They could go back 10, 15 years and still get beat from Mm -hmm. the old stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if if we're going to be able to say that in 15 years from now. If in 15 years from now, you take that angler and then go back 30 years. if So leapfrog where we're at right now, but you go back 30 years. I'd be willing to bet that if we do that 30-year jump from today back 30 years, you're probably going to finish better than average most of the time. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. And, and that's just because of the advance in technology that we are on the brink of. Yeah, and it's I I really like mentally wrestling with this stuff because it's once okay so the so the new generation whatever comes out um, from these big three companies it it isn't going to end it's going to march on to the next thing which is going to be what I don't really know I mean I can just imagine electronics are only going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've talked about before, I mean, who knows? They might be able to make it like a, like an LED panel that replaces part of the floor of your boat that just gives X-ray vision straight down. Like now oh you can just look underneath, and like your boat is the matrix here. You can see through it, and it also 
clarifies the water and you can just see everything and with the human eye and you're not interpreting digital signals. Yeah. Incredible. I, I don't I mean, for, for all I know, I might've just said something I shouldn't have, but, um, who knows? You know what else I was thinking about that's on the cheating spectrum? What's that? Weed whackers. Legit weed whackers. Like, if we could fasten something that goes off the port and starboard side, maybe it's a large piece of Lexan or plexiglass that covers the trajectory of your boat rods. You would never get weeds on it. Unless you hit actual weeds that were growing. Exactly. So what you're saying is that for a person like you who reels in 500 times a day, investing in a technology to actually clear weeds from your lines before it hits your lines would be something that would be a game changer. Yeah. And something that people would be like, that is cheating. We should make that. How crazy do you want to get? <laughs> I want to make one. I'm very sore. <laughs> You're very old. <laughs> You're an old man now. <laughs> it's bad. I was just thinking about it, you know, because I'm like sitting there looking and I'm like, uh, you know we made something that came off at like a 45 right off of my windshield that protected those rods and just pushed those, those weeds away would be clear. All that surface stuff would put some resistance in the water, but man, I mean, my initial thought is not to make a V plow Mm -hmm. though. That would be a, a very effective way of doing it. And it would, absolutely add to the stress of <laughs> Vance what uh, what RPM do you troll at because I can hear you across the lake I gotta be at 3000 RPM <laughs> to go 4 miles an hour and you're pushing like, a wake that a, a wakeboarder would love <laughs> to just surf I down a, I have a 60 horsepower kicker <laughs> I'm using two gallons a minute to keep me at trolling speed, but I don't have to reel in those pesky weeds all the time. <laughs> it's worth it. We had to stop halfway through the day to uh, fill up with on <laughs> with, with gas, but, but my God, was it worth it? I keep two five-gallon tanks. <laughs> In the front lockers, just so I can make sure I make it back to the dock. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I bought the auxiliary extra big tank. <laughs> I, I got them from the Peterbilt factory. They're the big <laughs> aluminum buoys in the front. I would, decided I would, to run a 10-pitch prop <laughs> on my 250 because <laughs> I have four sheets of plywood out each side building this wing dam. <laughs> Anything for those weeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the 
some something to think about. What if we made thrusters? Weed thrusters. Just shot water out the side the whole time. We'll, we'll call it the boat bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there pumping water. <laughs> Just be a water show the entire time. Probably disturb the fishing more than anything. They hire you to like stagnant ponds that are fish are dying. You're like, I'll oxygenate this and kill some of you. <laughs> Local entrepreneur puts out fire on on <laughs> land while testing the new weed thrusters. Controversial oil tanker on Chautauqua <laughs> catches fire. <laughs> One brave Samaritan came with their boat bidet and extinguished the fire in two laps. Local residents upset at the amount of weeds in their yard. Watch the shore. The local papers headlines. What's the tanker doing on the Chautauqua. lake? Chautauqua mayor mad that all the water is now out of Chautauqua Lake. <laughs> Evaporation occurs quicker when atomized. <laughs> I was just trying to fish clean. That's Scientists right. stumped as to reasons. <laughs> Wash Mayfill, New York carries 110% humidity. How did they do it? Medical professionals handling outbreak of blue-green algae infected lungs. I hope other oh. people think this is funny as I do. <laughs> Boat the <bidet>. day. <laughs> Geologists concerned the lack of thermocline setup. Attributing it to one local fishing guide. <laughs> and they have, mind, just... they have the photo of, of you doing what you did on Saturday. <laughs> With hundreds of say. yards of water shooting out the sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's wonderful. <laughs> I don't think well, I have any more local. <laughs> the paper's <laughs> spinning and then it stops on the screen. <laughs> like an old Batman flick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me with two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and the picture is shown and you have like skinny arms from not reeling in all summer. <laughs> Oh man! And then uh, in a year from now, you'll be complaining about a gym membership to try to get your strength back. 
Thanks, Pope the Day. <laughs> oh man. Man. Well. I had a whole lot more stuff I want to talk about with cheating, but we're an hour and twelve into this. <laughs> yeah, nor uh our minds just trailed off again, but we might have come up with something. The last couple shows, we've been coming up with home runs. I think so, too. Some really good ideas. I, I, I will say this. I am not going to be able to develop the uh, polarized contact lens. That is not yeah. my field of expertise. But the boat bidet. Hmm? Maybe. I mean, there's there's not a. It's not going to be hard to come up with something to to do that. Now the the thing is going to be is making sure it doesn't rip your boat off. You know, like rip the gunnels off the boat. <laughs> what if we just started small with me with like a uh, fire engine grade hose, and I and, just and we'll get you a three inch Honda semi trash pump. <laughs> run it off your main fuel tank you'll have two of them one out each side and it's just full <laughs> throttle something to think about you get two develop. or three of these things just like combine harvesters in Iowa you, you have them staggered and you can just push all the weeds to one side and then you'll yes. essentially have like a giant garbage heap mountain of dead fish and fishing line and just oh you know what i wanted to bring something up real quick so army corps of engineers here on chautauqua lake they've come up with something new to help with the weeds on the lake uh and by help i mean uh water spout you know uh cater to the homeowners about the algae and things like that. So there's this contraption that has been sitting at the state park and it has multiple, uh, multiple tubes on it that are see-through and water's going in and out of them. It almost looks like a roller coaster. There's so many of these tubes and there's kind of this, uh, in the, um, floor of the boat, there is a reservoir. Now, I had no idea what was going on, but there's three boats daisy chained together for this, uh, for this contraption. And I finally ran into them at the right time. And I said, Hey, what is that thing? And they're like, it's an algae eater. So they they got a bunch of placostomuses on this boat (laughs) and they're just pumping in water. And these things are growing to, extremely big sizes and when they get like 30 inches they dump them in the lake and grab a new one absolutely yes absolutely but no there there this is um this is supposed to take the algae off of the top of the water so say like uh, you know there's a there's a serious algae bloom that happens on lakes blue green algae not just on chautauqua but this is supposed to kind of skim that algae out of the water filter it and then put fresh water back in clear water their their maiden voyage i'll say this 10 feet 
and the thing broke down. <laughs> they're like we're, we're we're testing it out now i was like oh cool and i sat there and watched and it was just like <laughs> and they just like Brain bonk, bonk and a spring shoots up <laughs> return to port i'm like oh, was i'm just gonna pretend well like it. i wasn't watching you while you come back with your tail between your legs it's insane it was so crazy. It collected so much blue-green algae in the first 10 feet that the boat developed cancer. Here's the thing. like They were in a clear part of the lake. Oh, jeez. The, the water was clear. You know, They weren't even near. You're just seeing if the thing, they, they now build it outside. They put it on the lake to see if it would actually run. They put it on the lake. It, it literally went 10 feet and broke. And they like went back. It's been at the dock the entire time, and they're servicing servicing it for the last two weeks. Man, it must have really broke very serious, or they never assembled it correctly. <laughs> That's what all these motors and bolts were left over for. <laughs> I mean, to me, I look at that, and there's just there's too much water to really be effective with it. Absolutely, I think that too. Not not only just surface water, you know. It the algae kind of goes down a little bit deeper, so you. I mean, there's. I mean, there's how deep do you think that algae acreage. goes? Oh, I you know I would at least three feet at points. You know, I was going to say like, I, I don't. I wouldn't go any further than that because there's times you get a fish to kick its tail, and you can just see, yeah, the water clarity below that. Even that's what I mean, like like three feet at max, and this is on maybe like a kicked up day. If it's just sitting there, you know, I could I could imagine if I was underneath it, it would kind of look like a lava lamp almost. It's still maybe just like a foot of just complete soot with some stuff hanging down there. This is on a you know no wind day, um, but again, you kick it up in the lake up and you go out and it's algae eating time can you even touch that stuff that's three down three feet down it's a, there's just there's a lot of hypotheticals with it and, and i'm sure the army corps of engineers got a grant taxpayer money they were like look at this we're gonna do this made some people happy it went 10 feet and broke immediately um I think I crunched my numbers correctly, okay? Good. So I, I, I used some easy numbers. Um, Chautauqua Lake is 15,000 acres, okay? I went an acre to be 208 feet by 208 feet. That's not perfect, but it's close enough. Mm-hmm. 208 times 208 times 3 foot deep is how many cubic, uh, the, the volume in cubic feet in an acre so the amount of cubic feet in 15,000 acres, now it's not perfect, and this might be a little bit high, is 1.94688E to the ninth. Jesus. It's astronomical. Yeah. The, the amount of water that it would try to filter. Yes. And I'm not a biologist, and I might be completely wrong with this, Let's just say you do clean it up from, let's just say the worst case scenario, 
this thing is the, the algae is sitting at a 95% saturation rate and you can go through this and you clean it up to a 50%. So essentially you cut it in half. How long before that algae makes more algae and it's right back to 95%? That's what I was thinking, you know, thinking you're just, you're treading water there. You're, you're skimming it and it's growing right behind you. Yeah. It's like when we finally got those rains like a month ago, my grass hadn't got rain in three weeks. It rained for one weekend and it grew six inches that week. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I should just turn around and mow it again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think it would be neat. I mean, and I think that humans could get involved enough to where you could filter that out to where it is significantly noticeably better. But at the resources you'd put at it, it'd probably just be better to wait for nature to do it when it gets cold. I think so, too. Yeah, I mean... I think so too. It's it's just stupid idea, in my opinion. Tax money gone. I mean, it could be incredibly efficient. That would be really neat if it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to, for me to believe that. I'd have to move further than ten feet and not break. Right. So essentially, that number that I said is two billion, <laughs> two billion crazy. cubic feet. <laughs> <laughs> Think, look what we did. We made this water super clear now. And by the way, all the light's getting through and the weeds are regrowing. So this should happen here shortly. Oh my gosh. Can you, oh my, I, that's a cool way of thinking about this. So let's just say they clean up the algae to where it's an acceptable level. Now the weeds have all summer and like in 16 feet of water, it's touching the surface. And there's no place that's safe. Anywhere in the southern end is a complete weed mat. And there's boats out there in the middle with smoke coming out from under their hoods because people can't seem to get through their head to not have weeds wrapped around their intakes. And here comes freaking me with the boat the day. You're parting the weeds. We're going to call it the Moses boat. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Vance is the only one catching fish. And everyone's standing (laughs) in their broken boats, pumping their fists like, dang you. I create my own weed edges. That's right. With the boat today. We don't just create memories. We create the structure. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's wrap it up on that. Okay, CRV boat bidet. Yes. And remember, there is a giveaway. That's right. If you can can guess what happened. Guess what Vance did. I am not going to give the... the, Anybody that knows, they'll know. I don't want to give Mm -hmm. it away because I think it's going to be hilarious for the people. Um. I'm going to be, I, it, we'll leave it at that. All right. Big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vicks Marine, Ranger Boats, and Muskies Inc. Please support our fine sponsors. And, uh, you know, good luck fishing. Hunting season's right around the corner for some. So uh, good luck with whatever you're doing. We're in the burr months. 
So things are looking up. Uh, Until next time, thanks for listening.